This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Rays Radio. A 1-0 pitch. Here's a swing and a drive. Left center field and deep. Did he do it again? Yes, he did! Welcome to This Week in Rays Baseball, Winter Meetings Edition. Kevin Longoria with his second home run of the ball game has just given the Rays a 5-4 lead. Coming up, we bring you the latest from the hot stove and discuss today's news and notes from the winter meetings. Archer deals, swing and a miss. He got to the chase the slider to retire the side. Here's your host, Neil Solons. And hi, everybody. Welcome to Lake Buena Vista, Florida. We are at the winter meetings where, well, action has heated up a little bit to this point. It's certainly a little warmer than the weather outside, which is a little bit unusual for uh, this time of year in the state of Florida. We thank you for joining us on this Monday night, the first full day of the winter meetings. And because the Rays are local, uh, a lot of the Rays officials actually arrived this morning rather than stay last night. I've been here since last night and will be here until Thursday. And the Rays did make a small trade today. They acquired Joey Wendell from the A's for a player to be named later, or Cash. We'll discuss that uh, on the course of the program today. We're also going to hear from the Rays manager in Kevin Cash, uh, Senior Vice President and General Manager Eric Neander is going to be on the program. Um, and we're also going to get uh, a look outside of the Rays because, you know, this time of year is really a lot about the rumor and innuendo and what may happen. And certainly, I'm sure from a fan standpoint, a lot of you are concerned about what may happen. And most of the rumors, I, I guess, when it involves potential player movement, have uh, focused on the St. Louis Cardinals, and at least that's what the national media is hit on. So Jim Hayes of Fox Sports Midwest, who's been uh, covering the Cardinals for 18 years, has a really good uh, beat of the pulse in St. Louis, and he'll give us a feel on that. And also what really was the day's news, which was that Giancarlo Stanton officially became a New York Yankee and now is an opponent uh, of the Rays on a regular basis rather than three times a year. I thought probably the best quote of the day came from uh, Eric Neander, the Rays' senior VP and GM, who was asked, how does this change things? He says, well, we'll be a little less reluctant to charge the mound, uh, which which I thought, look, tongue-in-cheek, I think everyone knows it's going to be very, very challenging to have to deal with, uh, with Stan on a, a daily basis. And we're going to hear from Kevin Cash in a little bit on what he thinks of the matter. Uh, give the gift of Rays baseball this holiday season. Get any Rays fan the perfect holiday gift with the Rays Holiday Flex Pack. Receive five lower level tickets for $75 and an exclusive fleece blanket, which on a night like this you may need. Visit RaysBaseball.com today and take advantage of this limited time holiday offer. Rays up. Neil Solon's with you again at Lake Buena Vista for the winter meetings. When we return, we're going to hear some of Kevin Cash's thoughts. He was the first manager of the 30 in Major League Baseball to address the media this morning. We'll give you the highlights of that and maybe touch on what of those things mean when we return right after this on 620 WDAE. Welcome back. Neil Solon's with you on this Monday night, first full night of the winter meetings here at Lake Buena Vista, Florida for 
uh, our look at Ray's perspective of the winter meetings. And I mentioned before the break that uh, Kevin Cash was the first to address the media of the 30 managers today. Just a handful spoke today. More of them are scheduled for Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, and actually, Kevin spoke probably longer for this session than he does any time during the regular season, a good half hour. He touched on a number of topics and I thought said some things that were newsworthy. By the way, uh, if you'd like to hear the majority of his comments in their entirety, they're on our blog at raceradio.moblogs.com. Now, from a fan's perspective, I know most are wondering, okay, what will the Rays do and about all the trade rumors? Uh, here was Kevin right off the bat discussing the rumors du jour. You said it right. It's speculation for the most part. Uh, it's funny. We've been here, or I've been coming to the winter meetings now for four years, and I don't know if I've ever seen a transaction uh, actually take place. So uh, I know there's a lot of chatter about uh, our players. Um, I think I view them as being very special to our our current roster uh, and a big part of us having success uh, at times last year and going forward. How that shakes out, I have no idea what will take place. Uh, but, you know, we're when you have good players, people are going to ask about it. And I think that's what we're seeing leading into this winter meetings is a lot of names are coming up uh, because they're, they're very respected throughout the industry. No doubt about that. And Kevin actually did get to see a trade uh, actually occur during his tenure as race manager, which Joey Wendell acquired from the A's, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, certainly the big news of the day was that it became official. Uh, the media throng watching Giancarlo Stanton introduced as a member of the Yankees this morning. Kevin spoke about now facing Stanton 19 times a year. It's a challenge. There's no, you can't sugarcoat it. I mean, I've already sat in uh, thought about the lineup. Uh, you know, I don't know how they'll do it, but it doesn't really matter when you're talking about the the big righties, and then you complement them with uh, Didi Gregorius, Brett Gardner, um, Greg Bird, who we didn't see that much. I mean, they're going to be very balanced, very, very powerful. Uh, but we're going to have to kind of rely on our bread and butter, and, and that's good pitching and um, play some good defense, catch the ball behind them. And that was a focus of a lot of what Kevin spoke about was about pitching and. You know, certainly with the talk at the end of the year that Mark Topkin, I think, had written about extensively, you know, there's a, there a lot about the Rays potentially using starting pitchers less and bullpen more, and it's certainly something that I think was a, a key point of what was addressed earlier today. It, it has been done in the postseason now uh, the last two years, really. Uh, it's funny. We, you and I have talked about this. 2015, we did it, and it, did, it didn't go over too well. Um, so, yeah, there's going to have to be constant selling, I think, on that. I mean, the, the, the biggest issue is every starting pitcher, whether they're in high school, college, and get the pro ball, they are taught and built with the mindset to go deep in the ball game. That's their, their game, their day to pitch, save the bullpen and get as far as they can go. Um, that's, that's all fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, it's about winning games. And if we feel that we can uh, get a, a better matchup earlier in the ballgame, why wouldn't we use it? It'll be constant communication on my part, on Kyle's part, with our pitchers. Uh, but I think we're all seeing that that's the trend of the way the game is going. And he's right about that. It's just how it's going to play out over a 162-game season and how you keep guys fresh. And when do you extend a starting pitcher longer versus shorter? You know, one of the ways you can go about doing that is potentially an eight-man bullpen. And that was something that was asked about and addressed by Kevin today. All those are going to kind of be on the table. I think, uh, like we talked earlier, we're discussing it right now. We, we, we do need to find a little bit more information uh, as far as our ro roster, how the bullpen is going to shake out. Uh, but I think there, there's going to be 
you know, there's going to be opportunities where if we're really versatile with that um, utility role, that a guy that can play infield and outfield, it might allow us to carry an extra reliever at times throughout the season. We'll always adjust dependent on, uh, you know, the state of the game and what our situation is as far as health is in the bullpen and our rotation. Uh, but you want to be able to have that flexibility uh, because the last thing we ever want to do is put you know, guys in jeopardy of overusing them too much. Although the one thing that Eric Neander mentioned today was a possibility early in the season of even using a four-man rotation, an eight-man bullpen, because you look at the early season schedule, the Rays have a lot of off days early. In fact, I think they have eight to ten of their first 50. Um, they have off days, so that may allow them to use at times a four-man rotation and use eight relievers without having to lose an extra position player. We'll see how that goes as we go, but one thing that Kevin also was focused on was adding more speed, especially to the outfield defense. We have discussed this offseason about doing everything we can to catch the baseball. We want to put the best defense out there as, as, as possible, and you look at, uh, obviously, KK, Steven Souza, elite defenders and then last year we had Peter Borges who we consider uh, elite and then Malik's is in that same fold with speed. We want as much speed as possible and uh, you know it, it does it on the surface maybe you don't see the trade off with 30 home runs but when you're uh, you know saving runs uh, there is a, a pretty substantial trade-off that's what Kevin Kiermeyer has become a superstar for and that gives you a glimpse into Kevin Cash earlier today again all of the audio in its entirety raiseradio.mlblogs.com hey reserve your 2018 race season tickets today secure great savings best seat locations and access to exclusive events all season long visit raisebaseball.com slash season tickets today Neil Solon's with you at the winter meetings in Lake Buena Vista just moments ago I had a chance to speak with Eric Neander a senior VP and GM we'll hear from him right after this uh, on 620 WDAE. Neil Solon's with you with the winter meetings on this Monday night. We will have a winter meetings wrap-up show on Thursday. Dave and Andy will anchor the coverage there. Hey, whether you're getting a group of friends together or entertaining your clients and employees, Tropicana Field is the place to be. To find out more information on hosting birthday parties, corporate outings, team-building opportunities, and civic organization events, visit RaceBaseball.com or call 888-FAN-RAISE today raise up well i had a chance moments ago to speak with senior vp and gm eric neander and this was his first media session of the winter meetings and we started with the small trade the race just announced about an hour ago that is the acquisition of the a's infielder joey wendell joey's a left-handed hitting infielder uh, that we've uh, kind of had our eye on uh, dating back a little bit in college and more so once he uh, was in cleveland system and you know I had a lot of offensive success in the lower levels. I think someone that came with an offensive reputation, you know, for most of his uh, career to this point, but keeping a really close eye on his defense, he's somebody that uh, the more we've watched him play, the more we've learned about him. Uh, I've grown to really appreciate what he does defensively and uh, great at taking care of the baseball. Uh, somehow, some way, you know, just has a nose for the ball and, and, and has a lot of range and can, can reach a lot of balls, hit to the right side of the field. Uh, so, you know, just the opportunity to get a guy that defensively I think is really sound, really takes care of the baseball uh, with some amount of offensive upside, getting him into a new organization, a fresh start, uh, you know, kind of in that age territory where, where some guys can break through, uh, where hopefully he's one of them. How would you characterize the rest of the day, and how does this day compare to, let's say, normal first days of a winter meetings to this point? It's pretty standard. The, the energy's up, you know, I think maybe a little more conversation uh, just because I think not quite as much has happened to this point in the off season. So, uh, you know, a lot of energy, a lot of people happy to see one another, a lot of people eager to, to start conversations or continue conversations into, 
use this gathering as a, a catalyst uh, for, you know, for the conversations that, that have begun to start or, you know, just the ability to pick them up, you know, and, and to get things moving. So pretty standard, maybe a little more activity and uh, in, in energy in the early going, but, you know, a lot of it's talk until it ultimately turns into action, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Have there been many advanced conversations to this point, and do you almost need that ball to start rolling because of the fact that a lot of teams are kind of behind in terms of where you normally would be this time of year? Yeah, it, it, you know, for for any deal to come together, it, it, it takes two. You know, be it club to club, be it club to to free agent. So uh, we we feel certainly that you know we've we've done our homework. We feel prepared for. Uh, you know the possibilities and the directions that we can go this winter, and uh, you know we're, we're we're ready to go. Just looking for the right opportunities to hopefully make the right decisions. The big news of the day, obviously, was the official word on Stan going to New York. How does that impact the Rays? Um, we we play them a lot more often now than than we did in the uh, Sunshine series. <laughs> Yeah, I think the Sunshine series there. Uh, so yeah, we get to we get to see a lot more of him. Uh, he, you know, is joining a, a high caliber organization with a really talented roster that uh, got a lot better by by adding him to it. So uh, those will certainly be more challenging games with him in the lineup than than prior to that. Uh, but you know, that's the reality of competing in this division uh, and against some of these teams and. Um, you know that's that, that's no different than I think any given year. The names and you know the, the players involved can change, but the, the talent level is always you know towards the very top of the league. Does it change anything in terms of the way you guys go about your business? Maybe very slightly, but I think by and large, you know we we have to be cognizant of the uh, I think the, the competitive levels of the teams in our division, you know, and 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 their you know their windows, so to speak, but. You know, really in this division, um, if it's not one team, it's another. If it's not two teams, it's the other two, whatever it may be. Uh, there's a just, you know, there, there's a strong commitment to winning throughout this division. And, and, and that's something that, you know, we, we expect to get, be there in any given year. So really, I think we try to, you know, keep our focus internally on doing what we think is best to give us the most competitive team possible. Um, and you know, and, and leave it at that. So uh, an effect, sure, probably a small one, but by and large, you know, we keep our focus looking in and trying to do what we think is best for our organization. I know you mentioned before the meetings looking at relievers, specifically adding some veterans. How likely is that to happen here, or is it more likely down the road as the market gets determined? Great question. Uh, we'll be prepared for it uh, if, if the opportunities are there for us this week. You know, I, I think we're, we're fully prepared uh, if we have – a chance to make our bullpen better, uh, to jump on that. But, uh, you know, it's, like I said earlier, it takes two. And uh, we'll, we'll be ready to go here with uh, decisions and to jump on things, but that doesn't always happen, and it's certainly hard to forecast when, when those things will come together. Speaking of decisions, it is your first winter meeting, so it's, let's say, the top baseball executive since Matt's now on the business side. Does it change anything for you or for this operation? Yeah, it's... It's certainly different. Uh, I think the exposure is different, uh, but in terms of philosophies, I think in terms of our our core values and uh, the way we want to do business and the way we want to try to improve, to learn, to grow, uh, those are those are things that you know have uh, I think more or less been in place and established for a long time now. You know, dating back to you know when Andrew was was in his role here, and then to Matt, and then you know now now to me and. Um, 
So I think the way that we do business internally, the way we operate, the way that we you know try to get the most out of our staff, I think that's something that by and large is uh, is similar to how it's been. And to the extent that the, you know the way we behave changes, it's strictly a matter of us just evolving and, and trying to learn from you know our past approach. And that is Ray's GM and senior VP Eric Neander with comments about as far as he usually will go in terms of providing some insight. Um, now, he did address the news of the day, and that was Giancarlo Stanton. He was officially introduced today as a New York Yankee, and in doing so, he certainly shunned the Giants, and probably more so the Cardinals, who, if you believe the rumor mill, are a possible trading partner for the race. So, that said, I had to sit down with longtime Fox Sports Midwest reporter Jim Hayes about the potential trading match and what he thought of Stanton's news conference today. sounded almost like he was almost upset that the Marlins were trying to force his hand. And I've said this before, when a guy has a no-trade clause, when a guy is a reigning MVP, when he's due $300 million and lives in a beautiful penthouse in Miami overlooking the water and has everything going on, you're not going to force his hand. Okay? To me, from the beginning, he had the clout. So I didn't think the Marlins were going to necessarily push him. Those threats that, hey, we're going to strip down the team, you're going to be playing with you know, no stars next to you. I didn't think that was going to work. Um, but I did think the Cardinals had a chance once they had their meeting with Stan and his representatives that maybe they could convince him that uh, he saw things differently. Now, some will point out not only has he played against the Cardinals and been to St. Louis quite a bit, but they are partners at their spring training facility in Jupiter. So he probably knew all he needed to know about the Cardinals. But I agree. I think this was a question of him having teams that he wanted to play. And it's a long-term commitment, and everyone has that right to choose, so good for him. But for Cardinal fans, they're definitely disappointed because that's the big bat that the Cardinals have needed, that the Cardinals had openly said they were pursuing, and it just didn't work out. So what do you think, having covered this team for nearly two decades, is plan B? Well, I can tell you that John Mazalock and his crew were working on scenarios even before they got close to their push on Stanton. They were targeting A, B, C, D. Now, who the people are, I don't know. But I, I do believe, and I was told that now this changes things because Stanton has said no and that they, they might have to wait for sort of the, the market to settle before they close in on their plan B or plan C. There are other options out there. They definitely know that they need a middle-of-the-order bat, someone to close out games for chance, I also think they probably need a little bit more rotation depth. And I think they're going to get most of that done. I definitely think they will be picking up a bat. I just don't know who that is. And you talk about uh, the end of games, you guys have a guy that uh, would, would fit the bill very nicely. Well, you got Luke Gregerson, but I don't think many people anticipate that he's going to close. And Alex Colme certainly fits the bill because he's controllable and affordable. But the question is, what do the Cardinals, are, are they willing to part of and where are these two teams a match, if at all? Well, I was told that Gregerson is a piece of the puzzle. They like the fact that he has closed games before, but I don't think they're looking at him as a closer, per se. And I was told that the Cardinals will still pursue another piece for that bullpen. Who that's going to be, we'll have to wait and see. I do think that they they are good trade partners with, uh, with you guys, and the Cardinals, through the stand thing, have shown a willingness to give up some of their young prospects, some of their talent, to try to get what they need depends which deal shakes out best for them. You know their young talent. Who are the guys they're unwilling to part with and 
other than maybe extreme circumstances, and who are the guys who they're more willing to move? Well, Alcantara is a guy who I heard was involved in the, the Stanton talks, and that's sort of been confirmed. A really talented young pitcher who throws 100 miles an hour, has other pitches as well, and is still learning to pitch. Um, that's a guy who is very appealing to a lot of teams that uh, apparently they're willing to part with. Reyes, Alex Reyes is a guy they're not going to part with. Uh, he just had his Tommy John, and I was told that they're going to reverse Strasburg him this year, meaning that they're going to hold him out in the beginning of the season and then ramp him in. So if there is postseason in the plans or a possibility, he would be ready to do it. But they look at him as a guy who is a front-of-the-rotation guy, and he's on the verge of becoming it this year. So they won't part with him. Obviously, they, they love Carlos Martinez. They're, he's not going anywhere. The thing they have, they have a couple of the younger pitchers they're willing to part with, and they have a, a ton of outfielders who have huge upside that they're willing to part with. I think those are the trade chips. The, the thought process of a Rays fan is the catching area, and they do have a talented young catcher, too, who's sitting behind Yachty right now. And, and he's a guy that, that they're willing to part with, but they – that would be a last – I don't see him being traded, and, and I don't think that that's necessarily in the plans. I think that would be a guy they would throw in if it were to get a Stanton. I don't think the other deals that are on the table, they're going to part with him right now. And that references to 23-year-old catching prospect Carson Kelly, and those are the words of Jim Hayes, who's been covering the Cardinals for 18 years on Fox Sports Midwest. The reason I mentioned Kelly is Wilson Ramos is a free agent after this year, so you don't necessarily have that guy who you can say, okay, this is definitely going to be the catcher for 2019. And the Rays have to keep a look on the present and the future as well. And it's something we'll be discussing. I certainly want to thank uh, those who've been involved in the show today. Uh, Steve Carney has helped on site. Jay Retcher back at our studios. And our guests, Eric Neander, as well as you heard from Kevin Cash. And there uh, you heard from Jim Hayes of Fox Sports Midwest. Now, over the course of the winter meetings, you'll be able to catch all of our content. We've We'll put out some extra podcasts. The show will be a podcast. If you missed any of it, um, you can check that out at racebaseball.com slash podcast and go to our blog, racebaseball.com or raceradio.mlblogs.com for more. Dave and Andy will anchor our coverage on Thursday. Until then, stay warm. We'll see you on 620 WDAE.